Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The Annie Fry Show YouTube live chat poll of the day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. Right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. Goodness sake, kid. Keep your voice down. Your father's listening to the radio. I'm not This is the Annie Fry Show. The police department has a job do apprehensions. Uh, the prosecutor has a job to prosecute, and the federal government has a job uh, to determine if a person uh, is here as a migrant or asylum seeker, should determine if they're found guilty, and they do their time, they should be uh, deported. Uh, you should not be allowed to walk the, cities of, the streets of the city of New York if you are committing any form of criminal behavior that's impacting the quality of life of New Yorkers. I wonder if coming here illegally is part of the criminal behavior that Mayor Adams is referring to there. Mayor Adams, of course, being very generous to those individuals who have been bussed or taken into New York City with those taxpayer dollars from those people who live in the city or the state. It's amazing to see how these blue cities and blue states are adapting to these very blue policies that have been put in place to flood our country with these migrants. Let's talk to our friend Droy Murdoch about it. He is a nationally syndicated columnist, member of Project 21, and a Fox News contributor. Droy, welcome back to the show. Good to have you. It's good to be with you, Annie. Uh, you're a New York City uh, resident, as I understand it, right? You're in the middle of all of this. I live on Manhattan Island in East Village, yep. So what is it like to live in New York City with these migrants? Is it actually something that you can see with your own eyes as a resident there, or is it just something you see on the news? Yeah, it depends where you are. Uh, if you're just walking around, you can't really tell if these people are American citizens. Are they tourists? Uh, you know, who, know, who knows where they're from? We have people normally from all over the world in New York who are here legally. You know, their parents came from um, Africa, uh, Asia, uh, Europe, Eastern Europe, Western Europe, where have you. Uh, it's a very, very um, ethnically uh, uh, diverse kind of a place uh, where you do see see them very clearly 
is places like the Roosevelt Hotel, which used to be a, a very nice, I think, four-star hotel, and it closed during COVID, I believe, and now it's reopened as a, as a illegal alien shelter. And there's just all these people kind of hanging around, sitting around, not doing very much. And they've got also people with uh, uh, scooters. I guess they use scooters to do uh, food deliveries and this kind of stuff. And they've got a whole collection of scooters right out, out of the uh, back entrance of the hotel. And it uh, just looks like a giant flop house, basically. And I understand the businesses right around there have been suffering because people don't really like to walk around and see that kind of thing, and maybe they feel unsafe. Well, you do see it definitely is on the news with everything from uh, the uh, these uh, illegal aliens who beat up a couple of cops uh, last week, which we probably saw all yeah. over the news. Uh, we we know we we feel it in this sense that the uh, city government under Mayor Adams has decided that uh, the cost of uh, taking care of these people is r- running about $4 billion, with a B, $4 billion a year, or about $12 billion roughly uh, over three years. And we're having, a, originally it was a 5% uh, budget cut across all agencies per year for three years. So after three years, 15% per less, 15% uh, less money at the police department, 15% less at the fire department, education, et cetera. That's been, there was more revenue uh, came in than expected last year, so that's been adjusted a little bit. But you're seeing all kinds of budget cuts in the city. And so... You know, the quality of life is, is slipping, uh, crime is uh, rampant, and uh, you know it's one thing if this is just because we have problems with our own people, but when people break into this country, they're not invited, they show up, they invade the United States of America, they move here, and then all of a sudden, yours truly as a New York City taxpayer, and my neighbors have to live a more, you know, a more dangerous, uh, more unpleasant uh, way of life to take care of people who we didn't ask to come here. I think it's just absolutely outrageous, completely inappropriate. Yeah, it is. And and you have every right to be outraged by it. It's it's a willful policy by the Biden administration. And for, you know, Mayor Adams has said he's pushed back a little bit more than most blue city mayors or politicians or blue state politicians. It seems as though he has come out and said that something's got to change. But at the same time, he's taken $53 million of uh, New York City taxpayer dollars. And the numbers that I'm seeing is these migrants are going to get more money than people who are getting SNAP benefits are going to be getting in the city of New York City. Yeah, it's astonishing. It's $53 million. Uh, These folks are going to get prepaid debit cards, which they are supposed to use only for food and baby supplies. They're supposed to sign affidavits saying they only use it for those purposes. And uh, it's right now they've got 500 uh, – supposed to go to 500 families, uh, I guess initially anyway, and that works out to divide $53 million by 500 families, assuming a family of four, it works out to about $160,000 per, uh, uh, sorry, $106,000 uh, per family, which is kind of crazy. Now, I assume if, if the program expands, that, that math will change. It won't be quite as outrageous, but, uh, you know, this is $1,000 a month. That's $12,000 a year. Uh, that's a significant amount of money. And again, we're, we're not taking care of our own people. We're, we're taking care of people who are breaking into this country. Uh, who are not supposed to be here, and you know we could do all sorts of other stuff with the, uh, with those funds. I've got a piece on the American Spectator website right now where I took a look at the starting salaries for a number of uh, government workers. And for example, for fifty three million dollars, you could hire six hundred seventy seven brand new public hospital nurses for one year, based on their starting salary about seventy eight thousand and change. Uh, you could hire eight hundred eighteen new teachers. You could hire nine hundred five new uh, police officers. You could hire um, 1,173 new firefighters and 1,346 new uh, uh, emergency medical technicians, EMTs. I'd much rather, if we're going to spend $53 million, much rather see my money pay for any of those things than to hand people who have broken into in the United States of America without permission, without passports, without visas. What do we need to see, Droy, from mayors like 
Eric Adams or Governor Hochul or Mayor Johnson in Chicago and, and Governor Pritzker in the state of Illinois, these blue states that have vocalized frustration with these migrants coming to their sanctuary cities and sanctuary states. I mean, obviously, Republican pushback isn't going to change what Joe Biden is going to do with his executive authority in the office. But what would you like to see Adams do to really affect some actual change here? Uh, what I want him to do is pick up the phone, call Joe Biden, and say, get these people the hell out of New York City and close the border. And he said, I've got enough problems dealing with 8.3 million people who are actually New Yorkers, uh, people who are born here as well as people who arrive legally. And if you came here legally with a passport and visa, wonderful. I wish you every uh, opportunity to succeed and prosper and thrive in the United States of America. But if you broke into the United States of America and you, and you showed up in New York City, uh, these people should not be Eric Adams' problem or my problem, the problem of any of my 8.3 million neighbors here. Uh, it's Joe Biden's problem, and he needs to shut the border down. And you know we've seen it this uh, absurd bill on Capitol Hill this, this week uh, that if we have more than 5,000 people on any given day, they'll shut the border down like that. Well, if Joe Biden has the capability to shut the border down just like that, uh, why do we have to have 5,000 people show up? How about once one or two people cross the border, we shut it down? If he has that power and that capability, he should exercise it right now. And if you want to come to the United States, great. Go to the local uh, embassy, United States embassy in your, in your uh, whatever country you live in, fill out the paperwork, fill out a visa application, and we're ready for you. We'll let you know. That's how you come to the United States of America. You just run in and break into the places. As, as what we got about 8.8 million people under Biden have done so. Um, I think also the kind of pressure that people like uh, Eric Adams and, and Pritzker and others need to feel is from uh, local residents who are seeing uh, their uh, uh, public services and, and benefits and so on dry up in order to take care of illegal aliens. And we've got $53 million for illegal aliens to feed themselves. At the same time, I discovered in my research, uh, the New York City Education Department is at $60 million, $60 million cut from the Education Department's food budget. So you've got uh, students who are uh, in the New York City schools, and they're now uh, going to have, for the month of February, they're no longer going to have served things like roasted chicken thighs, guacamole, salsa, and things that the kids like. And instead, these kids will be eating things like pizza and uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Uh, so these are the kids in New York City whose parents put Eric Adams into uh, City Hall. And the thanks they get is, okay, kids, we're going to take away your food. We're going to take the money away from your food budget. And we're going to give it to people who broke in the United States of America. I think that is absolutely outrageous. And I would love to see the parents of New York City uh, kids uh, screaming and yelling in front of City Hall saying, this has got to stop. Shame on you. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. We're speaking with Dory Murdoch, Fox News contributor and nationally syndicated columnist. His piece out in the American Spectator right now, I'm reading in. Um, you, you, you said this is Joe Biden's problem and you'd like to see Mayor Adams let him know that he needs to fix this problem. This is what the president said yesterday. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. I mean, clearly he's started to identify this as some kind of problem. Unfortunately, the only time it really seems to rise to his attention level is if it's a political problem. What do you make of his statement yesterday that this is a Trump-MAGA-Republican border crisis? It's just astonishing. I mean, either this guy is just, just completely flat out lying through his teeth, or he's more deeply demented than anybody's thought for him to say such a thing. Um, he has increased the number of people coming across the border by about 300 percent. 300 change percent, about triple what it was when, when uh, Donald J. Trump left the White House. Uh, terrifying is the number of people who are on the terrorist watch list who've been caught down at the border. Uh, across all four years of Donald J. Trump's presidency, there were 11 people caught 
by the uh, Customs and Border Protection, Border Patrol guys uh, down on the southern border. Uh, under Joe Biden so far, I believe the number is 308. Uh, it's about a 2,700 percent increase. Uh, that, you know, let, let's hope we've caught all of them. My fear is some of them have gotten slipped through, and let's hope that they behave themselves if they don't. We're in really big trouble. Um, this stuff is the result of Joe Biden coming in on his very first day in office, I think even before the inaugural parade got started, uh, and he got rid of the Remain in Mexico policy. He got rid of the agreement with uh, Honduras, El Salvador, and Guatemala to limit the number of people from those countries coming up here. Uh, he stopped the construction of the border wall. The uh, metal and other uh, materials for the metal for the uh, wall are just sitting there rusting away. And this has been a very deliberate policy. This isn't just uh, you know some incompetence or not quite knowing what he's doing. He's very deliberately throwing the border wide open. And anybody who thought this might just be, gee, they don't, don't really have their act together, they're inefficient. Uh, when the state of Texas was able to close off that passage in Eagle, Eagle Pass, Texas with uh, uh, concertina wire, and the Biden administration went to the Supreme Court and said, oh, we want the opportunity to cut that wire. I mean, that's not just incompetence. That's saying we want these people to come in. And I think the reason they want these people to come in is they, they figure that uh, over time, it's, you know, it could be as soon as this November, maybe it'll take a number of years, these people will start voting. And they'll be grateful for what Joe Biden has done for them, and they'll vote Democrat, and this will be the Democrat Party's uh, permanent margin of victory. Uh, and I think that's why they've done this. I don't think there's anything else in play. It's all about being able to win elections with the votes of these people who've broken in our country with Joe Biden's assistance. And that, to me, is absolutely appalling. I think borderline treasonous behavior. Uh, I, I agree with you. Deroy, last question real quick before we let you go. Do you feel like in at least New York City that this is becoming more of a bipartisan acknowledgement that this is an issue? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I talk to people who, you know, obviously my right-wing friends are very upset, but I, I, I talk to Democrats, I talk to people who uh, might have been supportive of Eric Adams, and they're just appalled and disgusted. And we're all looking at each other like, why are we paying for these people? We, you know, we've got bills to pay. Uh, we, you know, we're suffering from Biden inflation. You go to the grocery store, you pay a lot of money for your food items you would have bought a couple of years ago. We're paying a lot of extra for that. And now we're paying for these people who uh, have shown up here, not because we invited them in, because they broke in. You know, it's like sitting at your house and you, you come downstairs in the morning and you've got, you know, a whole table full of people there, you know, <laughs> demanding to be fed breakfast. And instead of saying, OK, get out of my house, I'm calling the police, you, uh, you know, just figuring to get take on a second job in order to feed these people who you didn't invite into your house. I mean, you, no, no family or no household ever would put up with such a thing. And that's exactly what we're doing here in New York City. And it's appalling. And I talk to people left, middle and right who are absolutely sick and tired of it. Well, we appreciate you bringing that uh, experience to us here on the Annie Fry Show each week. And we look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you for being here. Very good. All right, Annie. Thanks a lot. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, it, I do believe this issue is going to transcend the political divide. And the interesting thing is that where is it going to transcend Republicans and Democrats alike, independents, and grab them the most. I mean, they're being affected in the blue cities and the blue states. This is an issue that if if you're a red state voter, you're probably on a specific side of this issue. You want the border to be secure. If you are a blue city voter or a blue state voter, this is something that could potentially shift the electorate to move, especially in more independent like races, maybe not. I mean, maybe, maybe this is the thing that makes you go. Biden's doing a terrible job. It was better under Trump. I think I'm going to give Trump a shot at this, not to mention the fact that the economy was much better for me when Donald Trump was president. That's what we continue to hear from people in the African-American community. I really think that this is the issue, that if you are in a blue city right now and you are having to deal with what New York City is having to deal with, we've seen the outrage in Chicago, among other places, this could be a single 
issue vote swing in November. I think that the impact is yet to be measured. All right, a quick break. When we come back, how is Trump faring in his legal challenges? Is he winning or losing? Some of your comments that are coming through uh, right now that I would like to feature. Doug said, Trump is losing legally. The documents case is not working in his favor. He's winning politically, though. Lawfare is getting primary success. How do you think that Donald Trump is doing with his legal challenges? Come to the Annie Fry YouTube channel and vote. If you voted earlier in the show, you got to come back and vote again. We had to reboot the poll. So let us know what you think, your comments, and our thoughts on the YouTube live chat poll when we return. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. Our YouTube live chat poll for today. How's Trump faring in his legal challenges? Is he winning or losing? I know I always make these polls be as complicated as they possibly can, because I want debate and discussion. And uh, I I ask myself this question every time an appeal gets uh, rejected or approved and it goes to the next court. And we're talking about the Supreme Court tomorrow. The Supreme Court is going to be hearing the arguments about the ballot initiative to make sure that Donald Trump's name will be or won't be on the ballot. I think in Colorado, maybe Maine to be implicated and all of the other states that would follow the lead of Whatever the Supreme Court decides about that. What do you think? Is he winning or is he losing due to his legal challenges? Dirk says he's losing. Looks like everything is getting thrown at him for the sole purpose to keep him from running. Does anybody think that he's going to not run? I don't. Chris said, I said winning since it's all fake BS. Though America is losing since it is a complete waste of time and money. Uh, Sheepdog said, I voted winning. He hasn't been convicted of anything, so that's a W for now. Yeah, it's like, seek out uh, information later. Hawkeye on our Twitch channel said, you have to take into consideration that his base believes this is all made up and that they're all, quote, out to get him, flipping the tables and portraying him as a victim. You know, regardless of when you say Trump's base, people in their mind, from their own subjective perspective, get in get this, they conjure some image of what Trump's base looks like. 
Now, if you would consider yourself in Trump space, the people who would consider themselves not to be in Trump space have a different image of you than you have of the base. Uh, the interesting thing to me about the Trump legal challenges is that I feel as though there is an element of, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to go as far as to say wrongdoing, but there is questionable behavior that is involved in most of the things that Donald Trump is facing when it comes to legal challenges. But in no way, shape or form do I believe that if he were a Democrat, would he be facing any legal challenges in any court system if he were of the bureaucratically approved party. That's the problem. So to suggest that the base thinks that that uh, Donald Trump is our Lord and Savior can do no wrong, I don't think is an accurate depiction of what the majority of people who support Trump still feel about Donald Trump. And in fact, if you talk to a lot of people and you're having a conversation about Donald Trump, and you're doing it in good faith, which means you may be on, in different places on Donald Trump, but you care about each other and you care about each other more than you care about how the other one feels about Donald Trump, which is how you know you're in a really good friendship. The idea that people support Donald Trump, but don't bless every single thing that Donald Trump has ever done. That's a consistent thing. People know that Donald Trump is a flawed man. And there, listen, there are some people who may say that he can do no wrong. There are about as many of those people who think that Joe Biden is doing a fantastic bank job. <laughs> so with those those are the fringe people. They've almost wrapped around and they're in the same crowd. Go have a Bud Light together. When you're talking about Donald Trump with most normal voters who have two eyes and two ears and two brain cells to rub together, you will see that they understand that Donald Trump was better for America, especially when compared to Joe Biden, they don't approve of everything he's ever done, but they probably don't approve of everything that any politician has ever done. And they know that if somebody were to, uh, you know, run a fine tube comb over that individual voter's life, that people wouldn't approve of everything they've done themselves. That's just the nature of what it, of humanity. Donald Trump isn't a savior. You have a savior. It isn't Trump. That doesn't mean that you, if you support him politically, that he's the be-all and end-all of everything that has ever existed and everything that will exist in the future. And I think that that, that, that kind of binary uh, assumption that people make about those who support Donald Trump don't give in to that as a, like, a foundationally agreed-upon fact before you start discussing who Donald Trump is and how he would be better for the country than Joe Biden. The binary choice that we will have in November is Trump and Biden. That's the choice. Yes, there will be third party people who run. Um, yes, there will be factors uh, in different states with different people who have made it onto the ballot here and made it onto the ballot there. But the question is Trump or Biden. Those are going to be our choices. I can advocate on policy why Donald Trump is better Every day and every night. How is he faring in his legal challenges, winning or losing? Um, I think that on the whole right now he's winning to the point that one of our listeners made there that I read. He hasn't lost anything uh, yet. He hasn't been convicted of any of these felonies that are um, ha he's been charged with. And a lot of people keep talking about how many, he, you know, Donald Trump has 91 felonies or whatever. He hasn't been convicted of those. And in this country, yeah. at this point still, you have to be convicted of those to be guilty of those. 
And the political atmosphere that has surrounded Donald Trump has made him a victim. And Donald, that was something that Donald Trump was not in 2020 at all. Mm. He was he 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 puts himself out there as everybody's champion. He wasn't there was no victimhood with Donald Trump that people were willing to get behind, even though Donald Trump from before the time he won in 2016 was being lied about, attacked in the the most vindictive, manipulative, bureaucratically, clandestinely uh, deceitful ways. He has actually been a victim of a bureaucracy and a media that wanted to see him fail. But never did that translate beyond what the media was willing to cover and what the media was willing to bring to the American people's eyes. People are seeing right now, going back to the first thing that I said, that what Donald Trump is facing on a legal challenge uh, slate in district after district after district is absolutely a political hit job on him. And you can say if you are if you are not a, a fan of Donald Trump as the future president of the United States or as the previous president of the United States, you can talk about things that he's done that are less than uh, savory to the American people to in his personal life, in his private life, whatever. Those things were super OK with the Democrat Party before he chose to be a Republican. Mm-hmm. Like when you bring up the idea about him cheating on his wives, the Democrats loved him. Hillary Clinton loved him because his checks cashed. That was it. That was the standard. That's the standard. When he was a Democrat and he had questionable morals, y'all were okay with it. Now that he's a Republican, it's the unforgivable sin. Well, being a Republican, that's the thing that I actually have in common with him. Not the moral standards. And I don't need Donald Trump to help me set my moral standards. I got I got a book for that. So I'd say on the whole, Donald Trump is winning. What do you think, Ryan? Mm. Yeah, setting aside the losses, because there are losses, uh, owing E. Jean Carroll $83 million is a loss, uh, depending on how that plays out, of course. The fact that these lawsuits exist, exist at all is a loss. Within that context, though, at this moment in time, as some of the listeners said, too, at this moment in time, he's winning. The criteria for me as to whether or not he's winning is, are these lawsuits going to prevent him from winning the election? Because they're just trying to stop him from being the next president of the United States. Right now, that looks like it's not going to happen. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Just stop and think about what you just said right there. The only reason these lawsuits are going forward, the only reason these things are happening, is to stop him from winning an election. This is election interference. That's the motivation. That's the goal. You're not interested in justice. Annie, you talked about this. If he were a Democrat, it would be different. As a matter of fact, we have a great example. Joe Biden and Donald Trump both possessed classified documents. And the argument that Joe Biden gave them back is not an argument. Either it was illegal to possess them or it wasn't. Also, Joe Biden's documents were from when he wasn't the president of the United States. He was a senator. He didn't have any right to take those anywhere. At least with Trump, there was the question of the Presidential Records Act. But Joe Biden gave them back. Like, if you go rob a bank, but you give the money back, are you not guilty of robbing the bank It depends. Are you Democrat or Republican? Well, there you go. Or, you okay, well, how how many classified documents does he have? Either it's illegal or it isn't. So, like, why isn't Joe Biden? And I'll give you another one. How about Mike Pence? Mike Pence had classified documents. They didn't prosecute him. And he's, he's like the right kind of Republican right now because Donald Trump's people didn't like him or something. I don't know. 
there's such a double standard here, and it's so blatantly obvious to anybody that's willing to be even slightly intellectually honest about this. Like, do you care about law and order or do you not? Because if you do, then you need to have everybody prosecuted for this. Or this is exactly what Ryan said it was. It's an effort to prevent Donald Trump from winning the presidency because you're scared you can't beat him at the polls. All he has to do is win the presidency. Yep. That's all he has to do. And that is the point of both. But see, both the defense and the, the the prosecutors know this. So it's not just that the prosecutors are trying something and Trump's just fumbling along trying to get past the finish line. They know that if they can get past November, all of them, mm-hmm. that it's it's pretty much moot. So that's the strategy of both of them. That's why I say that he's winning right now is because his strategy is delay as much as possible, keep appealing, win, lose, and just keep moving, 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 moving past every single day. And right now, that's working. Um, Russell on the Annie Fry YouTube channel said, I chose losing. Financially, he's losing and paying big dollars, but I want him to keep fighting. I think about um, the, you know, when I said all he has to do is, is win the presidency, the Georgia case is a different animal because it's a state case and he can't pardon himself from those state charges. I don't know what's going to happen with the Fulton County DA. I don't I, I I get really tired of Republican pundits like flaming how bad the relationship between Fonnie Willis and the prosecutor that she hired and the money that they were the taxpayer money that they were spending. Like, it's all bad. It's all gross. It's all what you kind of just assume is happening all of the time. The collusion that has been uh, tied together and and we'll have to wait and see if they have more proof on what kind of uh, cooperation was done between the Georgia prosecution and the White House. But we know that they met. We know that they came together, that the Biden administration and, and the Fulton County, Georgia case, that that has been connected. I said this the other day and, and you know, Ryan, you kind of sat back in your chair and thought about it for a second. When I when I mentioned about the books that will be written about what it was really like mm-hmm. in the Joe Biden White House, there are people who know the answers to all of the questions that we ask hypothetically or that we just kind of put out there into the air every day. There are people who know what kind of cooperation is being done across these cases. There are people who know the political backing that exists when you decide to come out and have the president say that this open border is a Trump MAGA Republican problem. And I mean, like you're you're sitting here and you're like, oh, just stop it already. If you've ever gone to watch a bad movie and you're sitting here like, I don't think I like this movie. I think this movie really sucks. And then something really, really stupid happens. And then you're like laughably mad at the movie because you're like, I can't even I can't even entertain the idea of sitting here and continuing to consume this. It's the jump the shark moment. I mean, yesterday was one of those moments for the Biden administration for him to come out and say that the Republicans are the ones who want to have open borders. I mean, good grief. FCC won't allow me to say what it is that I want to say about that. But everybody can see it. The Democrats know it as well. The Democrats who are in New York City who are. Uh, you know, receiving SNAP benefits right now from the city because they're a single mom and they're trying to get their kids in school and work multiple jobs and they're getting less money than people who just decided to give two birds to the American people, come across the southern border, get shipped to New York and live their life there so they could get a $1,000 MasterCard that they could swipe for the food and, and baby supplies. Give me a freaking break. 
Like Americans see this, not Republicans, not Democrats. Americans see what's going on here. And I do believe that the more that we have really egregious scenarios where if you are living in those blue cities or those blue states and you see what the Democrats are willing to do, $53 million into this program. And Eric Adams says, it's going to save us $7 million. Well, it sounds to me like you have a $60 million problem, not a $53 million problem that you need to address and that the taxpayers are still having to fund. Get to the freaking problem and solve it. But when you see the banter back and forth of, you know, the, the, the culmination of what Joe Biden said from the White House yesterday was that the open borders is a Trump, a MAGA Republican problem. Everybody goes, I cannot take this guy seriously. I don't even know what this guy's doing. He doesn't even know what he's doing. It's absurd. All of these ancillary problems, which are actually the real problems, not, ooh, Biden, Trump, who's it going to be? The real problems that are affecting real American taxpaying voting, taxpaying voting citizens, they're getting so big that they are superseding the idea that Trump is Trump and I hate him or I love him. And Joe Biden is, you know what Joe Biden is? Joe Biden is not Trump and that's enough for me. It's becoming not enough for people who are having to deal with the bullcrap that these Democrats shovel into the taxpayers' homes and make them live with on a day-to-day basis. In New York City, you are actually being asked to put migrants in your home if you've got space. In Naperville, Illinois, we saw that, what was he, a councilman yeah, or something like councilman. that? It's like, great idea, sign-up sheet, let's start one. You go first. Put your name on the list. You want these migrants in here? You want to have the heart on your sleeve uh, liberal policy of bringing these people here? You got lots of rooms in your ritzy, fancy house. Start start putting them up. Let's sign up. Let's see who wants to put their, their money and their house and their home and the security of their family where their mouth is. All of this that they've tried to gaslight the American people with, these problems have crept into the, your gas tanks and your grocery bills, into the safety and security of your home. Fentanyl is finding its way into our children's bedrooms in the middle of the night, and it's killing them while you sleep. It's horrendous. And then you get down to the, like, oh, Trump, Biden. Well, Biden's not Trump. That's just not enough anymore. And the 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 Democrats, I mean, good grief, 91 felonies, 91 felonies, 91 felonies. He's not convicted of 91 felonies. But it's the most obvious talking point that keeps getting shoveled out so that you're supposed to go, oh, yeah, that's bad. We're not talking about what Hunter Biden did with his dad, potentially, as the vice president of the United States, traveling the world on your dime to try to influence uh, expenditures that would enrich the Biden family coffers. We're not talking about that. I'm way more concerned about that than I am about some sort of allegation from E. Jean Carroll who can't get her story straight and is really excited to go fishing in France with Rachel Maddow on her new $83 million payday. I just think that Americans can't sustain much more of these silly political games. And the problems are becoming so outrageously in-your-face offensive that the media can't cover them up. You can cover up what happens in boardrooms and in committee hearings and political conversations. You can cover that up. You can filter that and you can put it in front of the American people in a nice little package with a nice little blue bow on top and serve it up. But you cannot cover up what's happening at the border. You can't. Yeah. And how fast the results of these of these bad policies are happening now, because it used to be that a bad policy would take place 
and and it would take usually a number of years Man. for that to show up, and then you'd, you'd have to say, oh, well, remember, this was tied to when Bill Clinton did blah, blah, blah to the mortgage industry. Remember that? That's why we had this mortgage cloud, or whatever it is. This stuff is happening <clears throat> so immediate to the policy because it's such bad policy and so egregious that it's almost better to be seeing the results so quickly because people can tie it to a direct decision that's been made. I think you got to give the Republican governors a lot of credit. I think you have to give them a ton of credit because everybody looked at Ron DeSantis and, and Greg Abbott whenever they started moving these migrants to these different towns. Biden was already doing it, but when Abbott and DeSantis moved these migrants to Chicago, to New York, to Martha's Vineyard. When they did that, it made headlines and it made people start looking. And it made other people start complaining about it. Like, look what they're doing. And then people started digging into it. And now this issue has been directly linked to Biden's southern border policy to blue cities. It's not a faraway problem anymore because of what those governors did. It's It was actually probably one of the best moves that has been made, politically speaking, in a long time on the Republican side. And then to your point well, about monetary problems, those things have shown up immediately because the policies are so, so stinking bad. bad. They're so, so bad. bad. Ah, federalism. <laughs> God bless it. We're long. Let's take a quick break. We want to know what you think. Uh, you can leave your comments here. And uh, Leah is watching for him as they come through on the Annie Fry YouTube channel. Say hi to Leah while you're there. Give, leave her a comment. Carlos said he is winning. He has set it up so if he wins, he wins big. If he loses, he still wins because of malicious persecution. Carlo, I see you. I think that makes sense. More Annie Fry Show in a minute. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Is it weird to think back on when we were growing up and we didn't have hydration with us everywhere we went? Yeah, it was like the Stone Ages. Is it? I I I cannot. I don't. I don't know when I picked up my first portable cup. <laughs> I remember one of my friends' moms would always have a drink with her. She she was way ahead of her game. Yeah. And I always I like I thought to myself. She seems really thirsty. <laughs> That's funny. And I don't think, I know what some of y'all are thinking, that it wasn't like a Dr. Pepper or something. 
that there was something in it. Oh, 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 oh. I don't okay. think that was the case. No, she was just ahead of her time with hydration, you think? My kids will say, you know, like, they'll be going to school or something like that, and they'll be like, oh, no, I forgot my water bottle. And I'm like, get a drink out of the water fountain. Mm-hmm. It's there. The Stanley Cup craze makes me mad. It's just a freaking cup. There's nothing special about it, right? Well, I think it's probably like the highest end version of those standard cups. Sucks. And maybe that's just marketing too. I mean, they might be the same as the cup I'm holding. They're I really probably, don't know. They probably come out of the same factory. They probably do. The lead factory? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the old lead factory. I don't have an interest in Stanley Cups. I keep getting stories about Stanley Cups having lead in the bottom. I don't know that that's unusual compared to other things. I don't even care about the purpose of it. If you're like eating the bottom of your cup, it you probably deserve to have lead in there. <laughs> I don't but I don't understand how it translated other than potentially TikTok, which I'm not on. How were we influenced? Because we did not have the internet when we grew up. You were influenced by commercials. You'd see like toy commercials. Uh-huh. But did you ever want something in life as much as some of these kids want a Stanley Cup? Ooh, I wanted a starter jacket. Do you remember the I starter? Had, no, I didn't have I had an yeah. Adidas jacket. So all my friends had the pullover starter jackets. My 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 son, my brother had a Charlotte Hornet. Oh, one. I did too. My, no. my friend <laughs> had one. Yeah. one. Just because they were aqua. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ooh, that's cool. My friend had a Charlotte's one. My other friend had a uh, 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 Miami Dolphins one. And I ended up getting a Anaheim Mighty Ducks starter jacket, but mine was a full zip up. It wasn't the... The Quarter. pullover, yeah. Did you like it? I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I remember Adidas jackets. I had. Did you have an Adidas jacket? I think I had an Adidas jacket that was a hand-me-down, but it was like a pretty good one. But, but I you did didn't have tell a, people that. I know. Of course, I didn't. <laughs> I don't tell people now, and I wear mostly hand-me-downs. Except uh, St. Louis. <laughs> and I did have the starter jacket, though. I did want one of those, and I got a new one. They were that was a big deal at the time. Starter, yeah, was, and that was their girls didn't get starter jackets. That was no. a dude thing. That was a dude were they thing. all NBA? Were they all sports teams? Sports. Like, they were all sports a, teams. You just, uh, my Adidas jacket was black with teal stripes. Nobody had that Adidas jacket. I loved it because it was yeah. unique. Uh-huh. A black one with the teal stripes down oh, the side cool. with a teal. Yeah, I, if cool I had now. that jacket right now, I'd, I'd wear it. A teal um, Adidas logo. It had pockets, big pockets. I don't know what was so yeah. special about it, but it was the in thing. But that's that's a functional thing that you need. Uh-huh. The weird thing about those jackets is that I don't remember anybody really having their local sports team. Everybody had these random no, yeah. teams. That's not NBA. Yeah, NBA and, and NFL, which NHL. means maybe just we didn't because we're it. St. Louis. We, we didn't, didn't have, have either. Them. Yeah, that's probably why. <sighs> I can't. My, um, my, my kids all got smaller Stanleys for Christmas. Oh, did they? Yeah, and... They love them, but I, I, I like, it's wrong. I'm not doing it, but I'm always compelled to be like, those cups are stupid, just so you know. <laughs> and I don't, no, you should do no, that. No, I shouldn't, because it was a it's very okay. generous gift that they got, and they use them all the time. It, I, I just wish they were knockoffs. <laughs> I wish uh-huh. they weren't so nice. But if they're like my kids, they're going to lose them tomorrow. Uh, I got it for Christmas. They still got them. Okay. Did you have a starter jacket? Let us know on the YouTube channel. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 